Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He's sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 260 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. I don't know why I said it like that. My name is Jeff. Sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother. <gasps> Not storyline brother. S- Scott, say hello. Hello. <laughs> What's going on, dude? Dude, you kind of sounded like Fatty McGee there. But I like the stairs. That's how I sound when I see cake, so. (laughs) And me when I see Bacon Club Chalupas. How many have you had? Well, man, I'll be perfectly honest. They came out, I believe it was Christmas Eve. So they've been out for like three weeks now. Dude, I'm way off the mark. I think I've had three. By this point, three weeks out, I should be like 15 deep in the Bacon Club Chalupas. So one per week. That's not bad, dude. No, it's bad. It's, I mean, especially considering how much I love the Bacon Club Chalupa. Uh-huh. I should be gorging myself on these because they're limited time. But I'm not. I'm way behind on my Taco Bell eating. Very embarrassed. So I've already failed my New Year's resolution. You should be embarrassed. Very embarrassed. I apologize to all of my uh, my fans out there that count on me gorging in Taco Bell. I'm letting you guys down. That would be a party of one and Owen Anderson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So it's funny, too, because today we were on a call and for some reason, my supervisor, Sean, special guest, Sean, turned on his camera, which is weird because people are all at home working from home right now. And so he has a T-shirt on and it's got a I guess it's a Gordita Crunchwrap with a Baja Blast. And I forgot what the middle icon was, but it was basically like emojis of Taco Bell. And I was like, dude, is that a Taco Bell shirt? He goes, sure is beautiful look at sean stepping up his wardrobe i was like that is scott's birthday present right there yeah, for sure absolutely do i'd wear it every day of course you would of course i would i try to wash it every now and then but dude you know what? some sad news already off to a bad start well by the way happy new year everyone i hope you all had a safe and very happy new year um jeff happy new year to you Happy New Year. I didn't want to start off the new year on a sad note. I mean, granted, I was freaking out yesterday when the news broke about Dr. Dre. And I was like, no, we're not starting out the show like this. No. Yes. Yes. Thank goodness he's okay. Okay. So what's your sad news? You know, Hooks from Police Academy passed away. I saw that. Literally, like the news broke like two or three hours ago ahead of recording. And just sad for us 80s kids, right? Like, well... I don't know about everybody else's parents of the kids that grew up in the 80s, but ours let us watch Police Academy, at least number two, because it was way toned down from the first one. Right. So, yeah, just a sad day. Another icon from the 80s passed away, and that really sucked. She was awesome in those movies, especially when she'd go from, like, tiny little hooks to, like, the big voice, like, holding a gun in your face. She yeah. was awesome. She'll be missed. That really sucks. R.I.P. Hooks. R.I.P. Hooks. What bang flavor do you have going through you? Uh, today is Blue Raz. 
Got some blue Raz going through you. That's some good stuff right there. Yes, blue Raz is definitely up there. We actually went and stocked up the fridge the other day. We went to Food Max, did a huge shopping trip. Dude, we had like 16 bangs in the cart. And it was like 10, but then we came across another aisle of bangs and they had lemon drop. So, Oh, yeah, that one must be purchased. Yeah, we threw it down in the cart. So we came home with a boatload of bangs. So definitely stocked up. Nice. If anybody would like to get any of our t-shirts, you know where to go, whatamaneuver.net or Pro Wrestling Tees. You need to check out fullyposablepodcast.com because Corey Human's fourth writings are up. As of right now, he is ranking the AEW figures and which ones have been his favorite to which ones have been his least favorite. He is ranking those over there at fullyposablepodcast.com. Also, you can listen to our shows. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram, Fully Opposable, WFP. If you want to go back and listen to any of our episodes, starting all the way back to episode one, which is almost five years ago. Jeez. I know, right? We're old and stuff. You should go over to Podbean, search Fully Posable. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. If you would like to send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all, send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, before we jump into the show, we have a giveaway going on. We have GBM's giveaway. He was giving away a Survivor Series cane figure along with 53. That's a five followed by a three. So that's 53 in number, Scott. Wow. I know. Packs of cards. Wow. That's a lot of packs. I know. The shipping on that must be insane, all because of those 53 packs of cards. That's that's quite a box break right there. It is. It is. Well, GBM is giving away that. So we welcome to the show, GBM. Joining us via telephone is... GBM at Fig Hunter. You changed your name on us, man. That confused the hell out of me. Yeah, you know, it it was a new year after my birthday. I figured we'd do a little refresh and uh, I'd give myself a new name. I think it kind of confused a lot of people. I don't get as many I don't get as many messages and notifications anymore, which I don't know, it's kind of a plus. It's kind of a blessing in disguise, right? That's true. Yes. It, it, it kind of has been. It's been nice getting a little bit more of a break lately. <laughs> Dude, you have been crushing it. You have found two chases of the AEW figures. You found Moxley and MJF. Now two separate occasions, but uh, what's it like finding a chase out in the wild? Well, actually, I only found the MJF. Oh, I'm thinking of Travis Fowler. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, Travis has been killing it, but yes, I did find a uh, Chase MJF the other day, which was a total shock. Well, I just assume that you're going to find the Moxley anyways. That's what happens is, is like, once something hits the pegs or the shelves, I'm like, uh, GBM will find it. But, um, so you found the MJF. Did you get those uh, Fig Life bumps, as Scott called them, or Mark bumps, but we'll call them Fig Life bumps. Did you get those going on? Did you get the adrenaline going? Oh, like you wouldn't believe um i actually you know found the case opened it up in that in that figure aisle and i pulled out the moxley and it was the regular version and i pulled out mjf and it was the regular version so i just assumed there was no chase in there so i took the box up to the register and started pulling the figures out 
to scan them. And I pull out MJF and it says one of a thousand. And I'm like, holy F. <laughs> and like the fig bumps, man, like that adrenaline rush head to toe. And I was just like totally jacked. Nice, dude. All right. So now the big question. And as you and I were talking about off air, I don't blame you one bit if you sell it right now, because we've all seen the prices on those MJFs and Moxley's one ofs. Um, they're going for some Buku bucks. The Moxley I've seen as high as $1,500. I've seen the MJF as high as $1,200. What are you doing with it? Yes, that, that would be a big payday. But um, I do think I'm going to keep it as of right now. I don't think I'm going to sell it off. I've had a bunch of offers for trades and for people to buy it. I actually had someone ask me if I was going to sell it for retail. <laughs> Cost plus but, shipping? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure anybody would love that. But yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm going to hang on to it for now. You There's like no temptation to sell it? Or is it just one of those like you're so proud of it that you just can't let it go? Uh, well, the initial like, holy shit, I found one. Because a uh, buddy, Nick of mine, had found one a day or two prior. Uh-huh. So I wasn't expecting to find another one in our area. But I, don't know, I think maybe like down the line, it's going to be worth even more money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think like it's something, it's a one of, and I think I'd just rather keep it, hang on to it. Well, we're definitely happy for you. It's well-deserved, man. Um, and if you do want to sell it cost plus ship and just slide into the DMs, you know what to do. Just hit oh, me yeah. up on text I know, message. I, I know how that works. And and I did hit up Bain to see if that $50 gift card offer still stood, but uh, I was told that was only for Series 1. And, <laughs> you know, it, I, I'm a few months late on that, so... Uh, Technically, you didn't follow the um, agreement that was agreed upon, so... Uh, True, too, but like, like, like they were saying, like if anyone was going to find one, they assumed I would. It was just about five months late you know what's funny man is i just found series two at our local walmart and scott and i will be talking about it on the show but when i found series two i got to walmart and i saw a jazzwares box and i was like yes they are here because i checked brickseek i pop open the box and i pull out the moxley It's, it's the regular moxley i'm like cool i'm okay with the regular moxley because i like the belt put it away Grab the MJF and I'm like, okay, MJF's regular. I was like, I was like, okay, that I didn't find the chase. I don't know what it was. Um, I, there's something about him that I'm just like, I, I'm okay if I don't get the chase. But that is not to crap on anybody else's findings of these because legit, we're so happy for you and we're so happy for Travis Fowler because good things happen to good people, as Scott always says. Exactly, and even Sammy Evans, he found a Moxley. Oh, that's right. He texted me last week with that. That's right. G- great call. I don't want to leave out Sammy. Sammy's great. Yeah, and and I'm and I'm just glad that there's people within our community that are finding these and not having to pay buco bucks for them that they're getting them at retail. Yep. Yep. GBM, you are doing a giveaway. See, the Bills make the playoffs, and now you're all in this great mood, and you want to do all these giveaways. You did one for DTF, and you're you're also extending the love over here. Is it because the Bills are in the playoffs? Uh, no, that's just that's just kind of how I am. But uh, the Bills being in the playoffs and playing as well as they have been, it's uh, pretty exciting. And I guess we can say add a little uh, flavor to everything. 
Right. As the time, as this show drops, the game will have already been played because they play for some reason at Saturday at 10 a.m. out here, one o'clock your time. Who knows? Right. So hopefully, hopefully by the time the show drops, we're celebrating our first playoff win since 1999. Yes. Yeah, Celeste is actually going to power bomb me through a table or she's going to throw me into a table or something, break a table, you know? Okay, we we gotta have that on video. <laughs> no, because I'm gonna break a hip. I'm too old. <laughs> but you are doing a giveaway. It is the Survivor Series cane, along with how many packs of cards? Fifty three. Fifty three. What made you come up with the number fifty three? Um, well, I had been buying like those blaster boxes, looking for you know the memorabilia cards and autos and stuff, and I would you know pull the relic out and just never opened any of the other cards and I was going through stuff cleaning up and like, man, I got a lot of cards I was going through and I had an even amount of each for giveaways. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just do some giveaways. Ended up with 50 plus like three clearance packs. And then I had another 50 and another three clearance packs. So I just divided them up and like, uh, well, let's give them away. Well, you are kind for doing this. Would you like to announce the winner? Sure. Uh, so I'd like to first thank everyone who entered. And uh, the random name picked is at Josh Kidwell 29. Josh Kidwell 29. You have seven days. That is the rules that we do over here at the Fully Opposable Podcast. You have seven days to hit us up, slide into our DMs. We'll pass your information over to GBM, and GBM will get the Survivor Series cane, which is a fantastic figure. And the 53 packs of cards over to you. That's nice of you to do 53 packs of cards, dude. That's great. Because I still remember the nostalgia of opening up baseball cards and even wrestling cards back in the day. We used to get those WCW cards. Remember those? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Every time I got a Missy Hyatt, I'd get happy. Oh, I don't blame you. <laughs> that, that's like when these newer cards and, and I, you know, find Alita. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You are a very big Lita fan. Oh, yes. Big time, big time. <laughs> Have you ever met her? I actually did, but it was, oh, man. I would have to say in maybe 97, 98, when they had the WWE store up in Niagara Falls here. Uh, she was here for a signing, and me and my buddy went up, and I got to meet her back then. Wow. I that was like when I was like 18, maybe. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> even know WWE ago. had a store up there. Yeah, they did for a little while. Interesting, interesting. And it was actually like a WWE shop or WWF shop? Yeah, it was like a little store. Did not know that. Well, yeah, as, as soon as I found out that she was going to be there, I told my one buddy that I used to watch wrestling with all the time. I'm like, dude, we got to go. <laughs> like, I, I don't care what you're doing or whatever. I'm like, we're going because I, I got to meet her. <laughs> so before we let you go, and thank you again for doing the giveaway and congratulations, Josh Kidwell. Again, seven days to hit us up. Look, Scott and I lost the PHPW Tag Championships to Eric and Barry. They just crushed Scott. Scott was the one that took a majority of the bumps. And then they just pinned Scott, and that was it. Scott and I need a manager. We need somebody to interfere in our matches to get those tag titles around our waist. Your debut uh, I... didn't start off so well at PHPW. So I think you just need to hang up the tights and become our manager. What do you think? I think that might be a splendid idea. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, like the, the debut didn't go so well, but if I could 
help earn you guys those titles, uh, that would be an honor. Yeah, your uh, your record's 0-1. That's not good, man. That's not a good way to start. So just hang them up. Put the mask that you were wearing, hang it up. And uh, yeah, come and be our manager, but a lot of interference. Cornette has the tennis record. We'll uh, we'll give you a hockey stick. How about that? That, that would work. But and, and and you know and and you know how what those boys say. They say I'm a shitster. Right. So I think it's I think it's time. We'll work something out. We'll uh, off the air. We'll talk about it a little bit further. But anyways, you got it. <laughs> GBM, thank you for coming on and announcing the winner. Uh, sorry about the delay earlier. Uh, that stupid toggle switch, but that's a whole different story also. But thank you again for coming on and doing this giveaway. Not only does the Fig Life appreciate it, we appreciate it over here. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm down for giveaways whenever. Like, I'm sure we'll be doing more in the future. Absolutely. We'll look forward to that MJF one of. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be uh, episode 1000. <laughs> holy crap i don't even want to think about that right now so but gbm thank you again for being on man we appreciate it all right jeff uh good talking to you good talking to you go bills gbm thank you so much for doing that giveaway it means a lot to us man and again look your singles career over at the phpw didn't start off so well you're zero and one it's not starting off well so look scott and i are open to you being our manager and always causing interference, ruckus, whatever you need to do. Can he be our special referee? Y- yes, he can be our special referee. Go I ahead. would love that. Well, it's up to the matchmakers of Breaker and Bane, but we'll see. Okay, I like it. I'm, I'm game for either, manager or crooked ref. I'm with it. <laughs> Scott, did you do any toy spotting? Well, let me just first say, GBM is a legend in the Fig Life community, right? He took the idea of the Fig Life and he put boots to the pavement and made it happen. And he was the one that really started off the whole cost plus shipping thing. And now there's a bunch of people doing it. The dude started a revolution and is very anti-scalper, which I'm on board with that. So kudos to GBM. Thank you for everything that you do and have done for the Fig Life community. You are greatly, greatly appreciated. And like I always say about GBM, a pillar in the Fig Life community. And to answer your question, Jeff, yes, I did some toy spotting. My bank account got stimulated, which I'm sure a lot of listeners are in the same boat. So I took a little bit of that stimulation money and headed over to RSC. And it's really funny the way timing works out, dude. When we recorded last week, I was talking about an eBay auction that I was watching for the War Games playset. Mm-hmm. And at the time of recording, it was at 115 bucks. The original price on RSC was $94.99. So I'm watching RSC to hope that they bring it back in stock. At the same time, I'm watching the eBay auction, hoping it doesn't spike up anymore in case I want to jump over and grab it. Dude, wouldn't you know it? RSC posts the War Games play setup again for $99.99 this time. And I jumped on it. So I got it cheaper than what I would have hit on the eBay auction. Nice, dude. I know you've been wanting that so bad. Yes, I can't wait to get it and set it up. Put my Undisputed Era, thanks to the great at Chairshot on Twitter. Tim, great dude. Hooked me up with the Undisputed Era 3-pack in further toy spotting. I got my Roderick Strong as well in that same RSC order and did the exclusive Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania 12. I also did an order over at 
deep discounts. Okay. And I picked up the Ultimate Edition Edge and, yes, and the Davy Boy Smith figure. Nice, dude. Let me tell you, those elite prices over there are screaming deal. $17.97. Oh, I know. I know. It's crazy. And you spend more than 25 bucks, free shipping. Yeah, I know. I, now, granted, I know it takes a little bit for them to ship. But, I mean, still, with those prices, you kind of develop patience. Because the money that you're saving is worth it. Right. I'm definitely not a need it right now type of guy. So if it takes a while to ship, I don't care. My Walter isn't slated to land until like February or March. My Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania 12 figure isn't slated to be here until late February. I'll wait. I'm in no rush. If I'm going to save some money, hook me up. So I'm definitely staying tuned to deep discounts for what they've got to offer because they do have pre-orders up as well. Uh, I did have Carry and Cross in my cart. And I pulled him out and I'm like, I'll just wait on him because I'm kind of eyeballing the Zelina Vega as well. But uh, that pretty much rounds out my toy spotting. I did get in some of my G.I. Joe retro figures. Okay. Uh, the Series 2, which would be Roadblock, Destro, and Scarlet. And I got my Striker from Good Brother. Speaking of GBM, got my Striker that he picked up for me at Walmart after Walmart unceremoniously canceled my pre-order. The great GBM hooked me up. So I got that from him as well. So pretty good after Christmas slash New Year's haul of stuff. What are you talking about? Walmart never cancels anything. <laughs> what? Yeah, right. Oh, you know what I do want to say too? Our target is wiped clean. I've been hunting that Viper mm-hmm. because uh, speaking of more toy spotting, more good news, your buddy Norm, friend of the show, hooked yep. us both up with a Firefly. So I've got that scratched off my G.I. Joe classified list. Now I'm on the hunt for the Viper and I've been to three or four targets over the last week and our target is pathetic because i'm also hunting those royal rumble elites i want to pick up that ultimate warrior right really want to get my hands on that figure it's awesome uh ours has four bobby heenan legends on the pegs oh yes four okay so that is nowhere near what i saw when (laughs) i went toy spotting the other night and I come around the corner and there's a display and it's series two legends, or I shouldn't say series two, sorry, series eight legends with the ultimate warrior, Jake, Eddie Guerrero and Paul Orndorff. And I'm like, Ooh, cool. And I turn around cause it's now facing the opposite direction. So I come around the corner and I see it. It had about eight to 10 slots and each one except two were filled with two count them two Bobby Heenan's. <laughs> yeah. That's my life. Oh, man. You talk about a tease. (laughs) I know, right? You're like, yes, look at this. And then, nope. (laughs) So I went out Saturday night because Norm was having... By the way, Norm has just been crushing it out here, out in the East Bay. Reason being is because Pop Finder is down. Yes. So nobody knows where to go and they don't, you know, they don't want to go to as many targets. So Norm has just been crushing it because he's finding so many things on the pegs that would normally be scooped up. So kind of in the corner of like Pop Finder being down is fantastic for him. (laughs) It's helping his cause. It is big time. So Saturday night I went out. I didn't buy anything. There were no good figures on the pegs. It was good seeing figures on the pegs though. I saw the Viking Raiders a couple times. I saw... Uh, Bailey, I, I saw some figures and I'm happy to see figures on the pegs. That really made me happy. How good is that, Bailey? Oh, it's good, dude. It's yeah. really good. Excellent figure. 
I also got in my Mae Young from Deep Discount. Oh, very nice. Good figure. I also got in the Davy Boy Smith figure. I have to be honest, dude. I held the Davy Boy and it was like a happiness came over me. Aw. I hate to get mushy, but like it was just a happiness, you know, because it was the 80s Bulldogs. That's what I grew up on. Yeah. And it was just a happiness that just kind of rushed over me and holding it was just like one of those, yes, this is cool, you know. It's almost the same feeling I got when the Davy and Dynamite came out in the Deluxe Classics back in 2008. No, 2008. Great figures. Absolutely beautiful figures. So it was just so great having that. So Even with Matilda, huh? You still love it. I do, dude. There's something about it. I just, I don't know. I can't explain it. Has anybody done a Dynamite Kid head swap yet? Uh, Yes, I've seen it once. Uh, how does it look? Pretty good. Okay. Okay. I wonder if Warsman has a Dynamite Kid head. Possibly, possibly. I think he does. I wonder if anybody has done that head. Because I'm sure the one that you saw was a Classic Superstars or a Deluxe Classic. Because I've seen, uh, in fact, it was Travis Fowler sent us a picture of the Pillman and Steve Austin Hollywood Blondes. Yes. They did a body swap and, oh man, or a head swap, if you will. And those just look so, so good, especially when you have the two NWA tag team titles with them or WCW tag team titles. They just look so good. And that's really where I'm like, man, I wish I could customize. I wish I had that skill. I just don't. I really suck at it. What's funny is I've gone on to purchase a Pillman because I didn't purchase it back in the day. Yeah. And guess what? The prices are like 60 bucks. Now, I don't know if it's because of the Austin being out or people's bank accounts getting stimulated. Yes and yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those uh, those Pillman figures are a little pricey right now. So Yeah, it's a double whammy, like you said, between the Austin coming out and the stimulation money. Yeah, yep. yeah double whammy. So Sunday night, I'm sitting here and I'm watching the Redskins-Eagles game. And to all New York Giants fans, I'm... I'm sorry, but that's a whole different story. Yeah, some shady business. That was some shady business, Doug Peterson. Look, I'm not even a Giants fan, and I was like, this is some bullshit, you know? <laughs> he totally turned heel on the Giants, dude. But to play devil's advocate, the Giants shouldn't have lost. Would they lose nine games, ten games? Well, be- uh, yes, of course. Of course, but as an NFL team, look, yes, we're a wrestling figure podcast who's about to talk a little bit of football. You should not be spiteful like that to a division foe because, okay, you didn't blatantly throw the game, but you kind of threw the game. Senator Porcupine is yelling at his radio right now he's gonna text me when he hears this but (laughs) (laughs) yes no but i they should jalen hurts should have never been benched anyways it was the philadelphia screw job (laughs) it was the philadelphia screw job so i'm sitting here i'm watching the game and i'm on brick seek and i've been checking brick seek maybe three times a day three to four times a day i'll just pop on my phone and just do check inventory for the aew figures sure enough for the first time figures popped that were not over 20 miles away. Ooh, we're talking right in your backyard then. They popped at one of the dangerous San Leandro Walmarts. Ooh, so you strap on your Kevlar. So it's 6.30 at night. And again, this is one of the two scary Walmarts. Like the two worst Walmarts in the Bay Area are right in our backyards, right? Yes. I look over at Celeste and I was like, the numbers just jumped over at San Leandro Walmart. She goes, you need to go right now. As often as you've been looking, you got to go. 
She's like, check your life insurance policy, make sure it's up to date and go get those figures. Well, she said, I'm not going to go with you. And I was like, why not? She goes, well, somebody has to take care of the cats if one of us doesn't make it, you know? <laughs> I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> Always thinking ahead. Good job, Celeste. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going. So I hop in the car. I head down there and I'm thinking... I bet you they're not even going to be out and I have to go tomorrow morning before I go to work because literally that Walmart is right around the corner from my work. So I'm like, ah, it's, it's not even going to be there, you know. So I get there. I get out of the car. I go walking in and I come around the corner and there's a pallet. And I'm like, okay, all right. I like what this is, uh, I like what the way this is looking. This is a good start. So I come around the corner and I see the pink stripe because there are a it's a brown box with the pink jazzware stripe around the top. Yep. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And I look down and it says AEW belt. Oh. I'm like, no, no, it's not. No, no. This, this is like Heenan's be. in the series eight legends case. Exactly, dude. So I walk around the pallet and I see another jazzware box with the pink stripe, but it said like jazzware HMV, HLMV vehicles or something like that. I don't okay. know what that is. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not it. Fortnite, maybe? Possibly. Hmm, okay. So I noticed that there are some boxes buried in the middle. And I'm like, well, time to start peeling the outside layer away to see what's in the middle. Yep. So I start peeling it away. Sure enough, I pull two boxes aside and I see AEW Unrivaled. Oh, dude. I was like, this is worth it. So I had that feeling, dude. I grabbed the case. And I haven't done this in so many years, but I busted out my keys. Yes. To break the tape. Yes, because you're not carrying a knife on you. So I pop open, sure enough, AEW Unrivaled. And I took out the figures going one by one. I was like, okay, there's Phoenix, there's Penta, there's MJF, there's Mox. They weren't the chases. And I was okay, dude. Like, I was like, cool. I'm just happy I found these figures. And here's the thing. Yes, I know the price tag of those figures going on eBay right now. Mox going for $1,500 and MJF going for $900 to $1,200. And, but it's funny to me, dude. Like, I'm okay grabbing these figures that I got out of the case. The regular Moxley is the one that I actually want. Yeah. There's nothing special about the chases. There's nothing that makes them stand out. Now, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. When Jax had their one of 100s and their one of 3000s, there was something special about it. Like Piper and the, with the boxing gloves. There were some that weren't that impressive. Like the Rey Mysterio Long Beach Convention exclusive that was one of 100. Right. There, was nothing, there was nothing special about it. Same with the Sunny. All she did was come with two colored tag team titles. But there were other figures that felt special. Hogan, Warrior. There was something special about those figures. So these figures that are popped into the AEW figures that make them one of don't feel special. MJF just has a different scarf. It's not like it's MJF in the suit. Right. Moxley comes with two bottles of the bubbly and an inner circle t-shirt. There's nothing that makes it feel special. It's just a regular figure with a sticker that says one of. And I'm not downplaying anybody's figures that they're selling or they're keeping for their collection. That's my personal opinion. This isn't a hot take. This isn't anything that... I'm not taking a jab at Jazzwares. This is just a personal opinion of mine. So my personal opinion is I want 
the Moxley with the belt. It looks better. If I find the Moxley one of, I'm going to be honest with you guys, that thing's going right on eBay because 1500 bucks sounds pretty nice. Yeah. Second stimulus. Thank you. Exactly, dude. So, and same with MJF. It's going right on. I, I don't care, dude. I'm not selling it for cost plus shipping. I know that, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, of course not. I mean, look, that's kind of our MO, but when you have something like that, of course you're not going to do that. Right. And then again, this isn't downplaying what GBM found or what Travis has found or anything like that. It's just a personal opinion. It's just the figures don't feel special. Well, and apparently from what they're doing, at least the the situations I've heard is that the Dustin Rhodes is the figure in the box that's replaced. Correct. So I think from your stance, the way you've described your feelings on the chases, you were a million times happier to find the Dustin Rhodes than the chase mocks or the chase MJF. I was, I was honestly, dude, I, that was the Dustin I wanted. I granted, I do have the blood brothers two pack, but I, I did want this Dustin as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great looking figure out of, out of series two. He's probably the best one. It it was just cool being able to crack open a case. I haven't done that in so long, dude. I just, I missed it. Okay. Well, let's get your opinion now because you've been a pretty staunch critic of the Jazzwares AEW line so far up through series two. Uh-huh. Now that you have series two in hand and mm-hmm. you're not just looking at pictures anymore, has your opinion changed? No. Um, the hangman does look a little bit better, honestly. And the, again, this isn't a hot take. This is just a personal opinion. The MJF and the hangman are just mediocre figures. If at best, okay, they're okay. They're probably my two least favorites of series two. Obviously. And MJF? Yeah, Hangman and MJF are my two least favorites of Series 2. Wow. Okay, what about the Penta and Phoenix? Penta and Phoenix are good, but I'm going to say this. Seeing the Penta and Phoenix that Jazzwares put out gets me excited for the boss fight figures. Yes, absolutely, which are going to be released very soon. Penta and Phoenix are the best ones out of the set, in my opinion. Gotcha. Okay, does this get you excited for Series 3? Have you seen that Rio face? (laughs) Okay. What? <laughs> Riho aside. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's look at the other figures outside of Riho. Does this does the the evolution of the AEW line so far, now that you've got through series two, does that get you a little more excited for series three that three now that you have series two in hand? Have you seen that Rio face? We're not talking about Riho. Oh, face. oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh yes, it does. <laughs> it does, dude. I'm more excited for the Darby Allen figure. Yeah, that thing's pretty outstanding. The Pac figure is cool. Um, the face just needs to be tweaked a little bit. And I'll give you an example. I just found my Pac figure from, help me out, Scott. Was that Elite 55? 54? Oh, that's too far back. I don't remember. Uh, okay. Anyways, that figure is fantastic. And that actually made my top 10. But when you compare it to the AEW Pac figure, you're like... Ugh, the Metello Elite is just far and beyond so much better. But I'm excited for Series 3 because I'm excited for the Darby Allen figure. I'm really excited for that figure. Yeah, I am too. I don't think he's going to be the best. Of course, chases aside, I don't think Darby is going to be the hot figure out of that set. I really think Orange Cassidy is going to be the tough one. Look, they're all going to be hard to find, but I think Orange Cassidy is going to be the really hard one to find. Much agreed, much agreed. Uh, Speaking of AEW, they're going to be at Target starting January 10th. There's going to be another Target reset, and AEW figures are going to be hitting their pegs. Yes, 
<laughs> speaking of pegs, yes, AEW will now be available <laughs> at Target, not just Walmart. I've actually seen people posting pictures of the pegs at Target that say AEW figures. So we know that they're coming, just a matter of time. Yeah, and also the Ultimate Editions have been hitting back up at Target. Uh, speaking of Norm, Norm found two Hogan's, two Hollywood Hogan's. Nice. Uh, he said he passed on the Fiend. So the Ultimate Editions are popping back up at Target. It was kind of cool. I did see the Finn Balor Ultimate Edition at one of the Targets that I went to this past Saturday night. Did you scoop it up? I actually already have it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I got that. I forget where I got that. Anyways, um, dude, I got to tell you a funny story, man. So I was talking to my buddy Fred, and we were talking about New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom and how great it was and us, you know, New Japan fanboys just nerding out and stuff like that. But I was talking to Fred, and it was, he gave me one of the nicest compliments I've ever received from the show. And he goes, I don't listen to many podcasts, but I still listen to you and your brother. And I said, oh, okay. And he goes, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way. He said, but I like listening to you guys when I go to sleep. And, oh, and man. I, <laughs> I was like, I get it. My voice is boring. So, And he goes, but don't take this the wrong way. He goes, because it's kind of cool. It's like when we were kids and we'd be at sleepovers. And we would be talking about wrestling figures. Hey, man, do you remember when you got this Hasbro? Or, hey, man, do you remember when you got this Galoob? Or just something like that. He goes, it's a fun trip down memory lane. And that's kind of what I want this show to be, is fun, nostalgia, lighthearted, just a fun show. And that was one of the nicest compliments I ever got. That's awesome. Well, hopefully it gives them sweet dreams, too, of running through the toy aisles and loading up your cart with all the cool stuff and... Yes, I agree with you 100%, Jeff. That nostalgia and that love of figures is hopefully what we bring to the table. And hopefully it puts a smile on everybody's face yeah. or helps you go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And also to take your mind off of life for an hour, hour and a half, you know, world's a little crazy right now, you know. A little. <laughs> but we want you guys to just, you know, kind of take your mind off of things for a little bit. If you're driving, going to the next toy store and listening to us get you all hyped, maybe you'll find something or Brixie popped over here and you're listening to us. That's what we kind of want you guys to do is just listen to us in your car and get hyped for the toys that you could possibly be finding at that Walmart or that Target or if you're going to a vintage toy shop, wherever it may be. So I do want to throw it out there that your luck increases exponentially if you are wearing a fully posable t-shirt. This is a proven fact, Jeff. It's just science. It's science. You are right. Yes. <laughs> Scott, we have a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, we're gonna start off with Chella Toys, the maker of Blue Meanie and his podcast partner, and the Nick Aldis figure. They're going to be doing another one, and this one is the All Ego Ethan Page. Ethan will be in trunks, and the Macho Man Hasbro Series 1 pose where the arms go up, come crashing down. Follow JB Toys on Instagram. He will have info for ordering. He will be carrying that one. Sticking with the retros, Nerds Clothing Company. They are going to be putting out a Jay White retro figure. Can you believe this, Scott? Man, I think we have enough shirts in our library to start our own clothing company. I want to make retro figures, dude. That's it. Why don't we? I, I think we should. Look, Chalkline did the whole LJ Young Young Bucks thing. 
Yes. Now Nerds Clothing is doing a retro Jay White. Yes. We need to get involved. I wouldn't even make figures of us. Well, we need a salesman and someone that knows people inside the industry. Yes, please. And we'll just sell fully posable t-shirts, but also retro figures. New year, new business. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> we need a salesman. We need a numbers guy. And we need we need all this. Anyways. <laughs> yes. And, and if you're deft at handling Twitter, <laughs> we could use and, you. Yes. And if you want to do some video edits, pictures, we're all here for this. So anyways, back to the JY figure. But we, we don't pay much. Sorry. Yeah, we don't pay at all. So you're doing... <laughs> You're doing this all for free, so thanks, yes. sucker. For the Switchblade Jay White figure, he'll be in black pants. His right fist will be f- clenched. His left arm will be sticking out with his thumb and small finger sticking out. He will have a serious expression. He will have Switchblade on the white boots. So Nerds Clothing Twitter account put out, wanted to postpone sharing this, but with Wrestle Kingdom 15 coming to an end, let's share now. Here's a first look at our officially licensed NJPW concept Jay White retro figure. This figure will be set to drop late Q1 of this year. So Jay White getting that retro figure, dude. I guess retros are back in, I guess. (laughs) Yes, by everybody but Mattel. (laughs) Everybody else is making retro figures, including us now, apparently. Yeah, by the way, again, you won't get paid, but you got to do all the labor, all the hard work. Yeah, just like any other job. Wear many hats, get paid nothing. This, yes, 100%, Scott. (laughs) So that is Nerds Clothing Company or Nerds Clothing CO on Twitter. Scott, jumping over to Super 7, they showed off their Gallows and Anderson figures. Did you see them? I did see them, yes. And what'd you think? I think they're good. Unfortunately, I'm not a huge enough Gallows and Anderson fan to invest $45 per figure. So for me, they're a pass. I've got their elites up on the wall. I really like their Mattel elites. I did not pay $45 a figure for the Mattel elites. So I'm good with what I've got. However, if you don't have those Mattel elites, which I believe now go for more than $45 each, these wouldn't be a bad investment for you. They are very cool. It's it's everything you'd expect from Super 7. Great articulation, great detail, great accessories, great packaging, top to bottom, solid output by Super 7. I'm just not a big enough Good Brothers fan to invest 45 bucks each. But again, if you don't have those Mattel Elites, these are suitable substitutes. They are really good, man. I'm And I'm tempted by them, but again, 45 bucks for them, it's hard to pull the trigger especially with so much other good stuff out there. It's, oof. Yeah, it's a tough sell at 45 bucks, but they're really good. Scott, why don't you uh, go into what will be coming with the Good Brother 2-pack? Yes, Gallows will come with three heads, a can of beer, and four sets of hands. He's got a camo vest on and camo pants and black boots with white stripes across the front. He's got his fists taped up and as you'd expect from Super 7, great work on his tattoos. Carl Anderson, much like his buddy Gallows, can of beer, three heads, and five sets of hands, and he is in his black and white trunks, matching knee pads, and black and white boots. Great job on Carl Anderson. Again, it's exactly what you'd expect from Super 7 on an offering like this. 
The Gallows figure, I want to mention, one of the heads has a black hat that says beer ski on it. Because apparently <laughs> that man likes his beer. They do love their beer. So there you go. They both come with a can of beer so they can do all the partying. And if you are interested, Super 7 has those figures up, both of them for pre-order right now. You know, it'd be great if Anderson and Gallus could do drunk wrestling history with you guys. Oh boy. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, Sandman does our cameo. Or I should Which say he hilarious. does a cameo for our intro. Yeah, it's great. So yeah, we would love to have the Good Brothers on. We would love yeah. to. Um, unfortunately, we're pretty small. And they probably have no idea who we are. We actually <laughs> had sent uh, Jim Cornette the cameo because Cornette's been reading um, cameos on his podcast. Uh-huh. And Ed has sent him the Sandman one twice. And Corny has yet to read it, unfortunately. We figured he'd love it because it's the Sandman doing a cameo about a drunk wrestling history podcast, but unfortunately hasn't read it yet. Okay, goal for 2021, get the Good Brothers, at least one of them, on Drunk Wrestling History. Yes, but we want them at least heavily buzzed when they call in. Absolutely, absolutely. And Scott, on WWE Legend Shop, there is a Roddy Piper Limited Edition Collector's Box Set. Why am I talking about this? Well, because the box set it comes in is all in plaid, has Roddy Piper's logo on it. Inside, there is a Piper t-shirt, with a lot of his quotes on it, which is awesome. Very cool. And it's got the ring around the uh, the neck and the arms. Yep, exactly. A Piper pin, a cartoon character drawing artwork of Roddy Piper. There is a plastic thing that is a resembles a coconut. That's a cup. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. You can drink from the coconut. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, crack it, it open on somebody's head first and then drink out of it. A Piper belt buckle. And the whole reason that I threw this into the show, there is a Piper micro baller. Well, let's not forget too. It looks like the box itself after it's opened can be used as a Piper's pit stage. Thank you for throwing that in there. Yeah. I mean, figure photographers, there's your Piper's pit playset. Get a couple of stools or a little coffee table and you're good to go. You can have Andre and Hogan's epic encounter on there. You could have Haiti Kid getting blasted open, Jimmy Snuka. Incredible. That is on WWLegendShop.com right now for the price of $49.99. But WWE is always running deals, so you uh, you never know. Yeah, it could go on clearance if it doesn't sell out. Absolutely. Scott, that is it for the news. What do you say we jump into the listener segment? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listeners. Scott, our first email comes in from Derek. Derek says, hey, Jeff and Scott, happy new year. Real life, not storyline brothers. Thank you very much. Happy new year to you too, Derek. He said, so I was putting in the time driving an hour to a neighboring Walmart that popped wrestling figures. When I got there, The pegs were barren as ever. Walking away thinking, well, crap, here's hoping the Funkos aren't a letdown. Spoiler, the Funkos were great. As I turn the corner, I see someone handing over an autograph or two of wrestlers to said employee for a fresh case of figures. Is it just me or has this kind of stuff gotten out of hand? Associates holding product. And he has a picture of Ron Simmons that says, damn. (laughs) He said, be well, stay safe. 
Hasta la pasta, Derek. That's horrible, Derek. Honestly, like, how do you compete with that? You can't. Yeah, that's crushing. That's a total in. You think you have a fair shake just like everybody else, but you're not the one passing wrestling autographs over to an employee in exchange for figures. That really sucks. If it was me, I'd be super frustrated and I don't know that I'd go back to that store only knowing that you're going to be screwed. You're not going to walk in with any chance of getting anything good. It's it's so heartbreaking too, especially when you do the hour drive. Yeah, because you see the numbers pop. Oh, cool, they're in. Yeah, they are. And they're already in somebody else's hands because they're greasing the employee's palms. Yep. Wait, Sad. What, are they, what are they greasing the palms with? Wrestling autographs, dude. Pay attention. Oh, oh, oh. Makes more sense now. Yes. Derek, thank you for sending that in. We're sorry, man. I feel bad for you. Dude, that's like me driving to Tracy if I saw the number jump out there. Oh, yeah. Same amount of time of drive, right? Like I said, I would right. stop going because you know walking in, you're defeated. Yep. It's not going to happen. I'm actually curious what Funkos Derek got. Yeah, hopefully the bad trip was made up with Funkos. He says the Funkos were great, so. That's good. That's good. At least there's something positive, so you can at least go there for that. Thank you again, Derek, and Happy New Year to you and your family. Scott, next question comes in from Justin Summers. Let's see what Justin's got to say. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question. So today I was going through some old audio files that I had from an old podcast that I was a part of many, many years ago. And I came across one particular clip where I talked about my ideal WWE Hall of Fame class. Instead of proposing the whole question to you, I'm going to simplify it and make it easier. What wrestling personality would you love to see inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame? Since we got a little background history of why Owen Hart is not in the Hall of Fame, why he'll never be in the Hall of Fame, we won't count him. He would probably be number one on my list if it wasn't for that. The top two that I can think of are both not your traditional wrestlers. One is behind the scenes and the other one is a celebrity. The one behind the scenes is Jim Johnson. One of my favorite things about professional wrestling is the music. And I really think that Jim Johnson's music in the early 90s helped me become the fan that I am today. It really sucked me in things that I got hooked onto. And if their song was good, I potentially liked a wrestler for it, even if I wasn't supposed to. You know, I think back to when I'm playing the video games and hearing the MIDI files of the themes and then fast forward to America Online. And I used to love downloading WWF themes off of AOL. And then fast forward a little bit after that and they started coming out with the physical CDs, at least the yearly basis ones. I know there were ones before, but that there was the... God, it was almost 15 years straight. It felt like they were coming out with at least one CD a year, starting with Full Metal, the album. So for that, Jim Johnson is someone who really deserves the honor. And then second, it's a celebrity that I'm surprised isn't in by now. But considering some of the circumstances and the fact that he's no longer with us, that, you know, he's not going to be there for an acceptance speech. So, you know, why have him? But to me, he's one of the best celebrities ever to enter a wrestling ring and potentially one of the other reasons why he's not in the Hall of Fame is just because how long it's been. But I remember growing up hearing about this particular celebrity and what he did with professional wrestling. I genuinely didn't like him. But then when the true story came out about all of it and I got a little bit older, it made me really appreciate the genius behind Andy Kaufman. He was a really head of the curb too. 
I'm not a big wrestling historian, but he had to be one of the first, if not the first celebrity to get involved with professional wrestling, kind of foreshadowing what we'd have, we would eventually see in the mid eighties. So those are two people that I think really deserve to be in the hall of fame that aren't. And that'll be my time for this week. Once again, thank you for everything you guys do. You guys are great. And I look forward to your responses, which I will take my answers off the air later. Thank you, Justin, for sending that in Derek. Happy new year, Justin. Happy New Year to you, and congratulations, Justin, on your Browns making the playoffs. Congratulations yeah. to all the Browns fans out there. Yep, all those Ohioans. Congratulations on the Browns making the playoffs for the what? Uh, no, go proceed. Oh, oh, uh, what, what you want to say that again? Ohioans. Ohioans. Isn't okay. that how you? S- Anyways, that's the people of Ohio, Scott. The people of Ohio. Yes, thank you. Yes, Jeff. yes. Congratulations, guys. Eighteen years. Trust me, as a Bills fan, I know what it's like. Because we went, we, we went almost just as, no, we did go, I don't remember. Anyways, it was a long time before the Bills made the playoffs. So I know what you guys were going through. So congratulations, guys. Go for it, Scott. Yes. So aside from the congratulations on the Browns, do you feel a little bit bad that we talked smack on the Eagles earlier and here we are like giving congratulations on the Browns? I, I don't know. We're not playing favorites here. I'm I'm happy for the Browns and their fans. They It's well-deserved. Well, for sure. For sure. And not to talk crap on the Eagles, that was 100% the head coach. Yeah, that was Doug Peterson. 100%. The Philadelphia yeah. screw job. <laughs> Sorry, Giants fans. Anyway, to answer Justin's question, the first names that pop into my head when I think this person or these people need to go into the Hall of Fame, demolition. Okay. Absolutely, 100% should be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, I understand why they're not. However, any team that wins three tag team championships at the height of tag team wrestling in the WWF era of the late 80s, early 90s, you're decorated three times with the tag team championship given the roster of tag teams. You should be at the head of the class of Hall of Fames every single year They have yet to go in. It's a damn shame. Demolition is first on my list. Of course, Justin threw the catch in there. You cannot pick Owen Hart. That would have been my first pick. Since it can't be Owen, it's definitely Demolition. Do you have anybody else or? Uh, No, no. To me, that's the most glaring omission. Bam Bam Bigelow should be in there as well. But Bam Bam to me is not as glaring of an omission as Demolition is. So while Justin was talking, I agree with Justin. Andy Kaufman should be in there. For a tag team, I think the British Bulldogs should go in. Now, I know Davey went in last year, or was there even an induction last year? Uh, there wasn't an induction. They just announced people that were going in. That's right, but, the NW, NWO, Batista, stuff like that. Uh, yes, there was no formal Hall of Fame ceremony. They just had names, and that was that. right. But I want to see the British Bulldogs go in together. Yes. I would love Tom Billington and Davey Boy Smith. I, I want both of them into their, there together. Really changed the game for tag team wrestling, I think, in the mid-80s. When they hit the scene in WWF, you would, hadn't seen anything like that. They were absolutely incredible. They had the strength, the speed. They were the best of both. And then when they matched up with the Hart Foundation that were the same skill set, you're like, oh, dude, these are next level. That's why they were headlining the B-shows. 
back in the day when WWF would run two different shows on the same day, they could run one main evented by the Hart Foundation and the British Bulldogs. And people paid money to see that as the main event. That's how yeah. good they were. I've always said that Dynamite Kid and Randy Savage have always been ahead of their time. Absolutely, yes. Now, the other person I think that needs to go into the Hall of Fame, and I think this is a huge glaring omission, is Vader. I couldn't agree with you more, dude. Vader is just a huge omission from that WWE Hall of Fame. And obviously, I could go a lot of New Japan guys from the past, but I think the British Bulldogs, for what they did for tag team wrestling in the mid-80s, couldn't agree with you more. And let me just go back to Justin's question. I couldn't agree more either, as you mentioned with the Andy Kaufman pick. Jim Johnson, legendary. Absolutely legendary. It's a damn shame that WWE let him go. But Justin's right. That guy made so many iconic themes for people that as soon as you heard it, you knew who was coming to the ring. And yeah. he absolutely deserves to be recognized and put into the WWE Hall of Fame. 100% yep. agree with Justin. Justin, again, thank you. And by the way, your new cat is adorable. Aw, so cute. They adopted a new kitty kitty, Mew Mew. An orange. Uh, yeah. Super cute. Cute, cute KK Mew Mew. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you want to talk to the cat? Just person to cat real quick, Jeff? Would you like to have that conversation? Justin, put your cat up to the speaker. Or put the headphones on, whatever you're doing. Hi, Kiki. Hi. Hi, there's your pet. I saw your face. Yes, scratch your face. And, yep, and then I pet you. And yeah, and you have a good day. Legendary, dude. Legendary. Surprisingly, that's how I talk to my cats over here as well. <laughs> I've got the cat scratch fever song running through my head right now. <laughs> You're just making it purr with the back of your hand, dude. <laughs> Justin, thank you again, man. Scott. Last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Josh Thompson says, Hey, Jeff and Scott, JC here back with that weekly question. Do you guys think that WWE should consider adding more men to participate in the Royal Rumble? As much as I'd like WWE to stick with the traditional 30, especially after Pat Patterson's death, with how many men they have on their roster from SmackDown and Raw alone, I do think WWE should consider having a 40-man Rumble. But what do you guys think? Alongside a Pat Patterson Memorial Trophy, should WWE make the Rumble 40 men from here on out or nah? JT, no, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you, man. I don't think they should go to 40. I do agree with a Pat Patterson Memorial Trophy. That'd be fantastic. 100% agree with that, yes. But going back, I don't believe that they should do 40 men in the Rumble. They did that in, what was it, Scott, 2011 with Del Rio? Correct. Del Rio winning, I should say. They did that in 2011 with Del Rio winning, and it just it didn't feel right. It feels like 30 men every two minutes is the right way to go. I think they do a minute and a half or two minutes or whatever they do, but it, that just feels right because maybe it's the way we grew up and that that's what we were accustomed to, but that's the way they should keep it. It just feels like it's right. It's the perfect number. That's the way it should be. And they tried the bigger Royal Rumble thing. It wasn't an actual Royal Rumble, but they had the Saudi Arabia show that had a Royal Rumble type match on it. And that had, was it 50 that they threw in there? Yeah, there, I think it was 50. Yeah, some crazy number. And it just felt like it went too long. And especially with having now two Rumbles on the show, essentially with the women's and the men's, I, I wouldn't go higher than 30. I would leave it as it is. And I, Jeff, I don't think that it's anything from a traditional standpoint. I think that time-wise, 
it's the right amount because you're at least at 60 minutes for each the women's and the men's rumbles and that feels about right i wouldn't want to go any longer than that like you said they experimented it within 2011 and maybe there's a reason they haven't done it since maybe it didn't work out so well but and that's not just because del rio won it but I, i i would say no keep it at 30 i agree with you now here's the here's the catch though if you're doing a figure battle royal or figure war rumble those elite scale rings not the ones that just came out that were packaged with jinder mahal and goldberg but the ones before that like the one you got me the wrestlemania 2 one jeff that had the cage yep there's more than enough room in that ring to hold 40 or 50 guys so if you're doing it with your figures go crazy throw as you do a 70 man royal rumble and there's plenty of room in that ring for everybody i can't wait till you set up your room to put up that ring it's funny you mentioned that the ring went in the room today Ooh! yes we are are heavily now not to get too sidetracked here but the room is under construction again we're looking at furniture and we're starting to pick things out so it's going to be happening very very soon it's happening it's happening <laughs> lampshade on the head dancing around the room very excited <laughs> i don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> office fans do it's okay jeff oh okay yeah, Owen Anderson Facebooked about, was it Scotty Tots or something like that? Scott's Scott, Tots, yes. Scott's Tots, and I was like, oh, that's something I don't understand. That's okay. That's okay. It's not your type of show. It is not. Scott, we are going to do Elite Series 2 in our nostalgia segment. What do you say we go into it? Let's talk about it. Scott, we are going to January 2010, and the second series of Mattel Elites had just come out. So I'm going to have you go into who was in this line. First up, Mattel WWE Elite Series 2, Ted DiBiase Jr. And he was, yeah, remember him? He used to wrestle in WWE. He was packaged with a legacy shirt accessory. Next up, Triple H. And he was packaged with a water bottle, a sledgehammer, and a black t-shirt accessory. And the black t-shirt was Triple H wielding two hammers. Or as Jeff called it, the Ed Hardy looking shirt. <laughs> that's actually in the notes. <laughs> yes, that's that's the way you described it. And it's very, very accurate. Think Ed Hardy shirt. That's what Triple H was packaged with. Next up. It was appropriate with the times. Oh, very much so. Yes. We're talking <laughs> 2010, folks. Next up, Matt Hardy. And he was packaged with a long black jacket accessory. Bautista, of course. He was in black trunks and had a referee t-shirt accessory. R-Truth was in a white shirt and a microphone as the accessories. And finally, Randy Orton, who had black trunks and his gas mask gray t-shirt accessory. That rounds out Elite Series 2. Now, who's left in WWE, Jeff? We have Triple H. R-Truth and Randy Orton. So half of this series is still, I wouldn't call Triple H active, but half is still in the WWE. DiBiase, I don't know what he's doing now. Uh, he was in that movie, the Ted DiBiase movie. That's, I, I know they're very religious. I'm. That's all I know about them right now. Okay, don't know what he's doing. And of course, Matt Hardy is in AEW and Bautista is a WWE Hall of Famer 
retired from wrestling. So pretty solid series name-wise, I guess, minus Ted DiBiase Jr., who was good for, for the era that he came out. I mean, he made an elite series. Uh, pretty solid top to bottom. And who would be your favorite out of these, Jeff? It's the Randy Orton. The Randy Orton was the one that I wanted the most. Really? It, it was. And it was all because of the gray t-shirt. Ah, uh, which you had. I had. I love that shirt. I was excited to get the Randy Orton. And I remember you guys threw a birthday party for me back in 2010. And someone goes, hey, I think you're going to be happy with the gift so-and-so got you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Now, I had been on the hunt for this Randy Orton figure, but it was always gone. I saw Batista everywhere. I saw R-Truth everywhere. I saw Ted DiBiase everywhere. Triple H, Matt, and Randy were always the ones that were tougher to find for me. So the person has the gift. I'm opening gifts, and everybody's all excited, and they hand the gift to me, and I'm like, okay, it could be a wrestling figure. I wonder if it's the Randy Orton. And I open it up and it's a basic Randy Orton. Oh, oops. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still on the hunt for this Orton, but thanks for the basic. (laughs) I see. I only rank as a basic to you. Get out of my party. (laughs) So, but I mean, it was very kind of them, obviously, to get me the Randy Orton. And that's what they thought that I was on the hunt for, but it was actually the elite that I was on the hunt for, but it was very kind of them to get me that gift. That's about as close as you can get. Exactly. I ended up getting the figure, so it's okay. It's okay. But it's just a funny story to tie it back to this series. Uh, The Randy Orton was definitely my favorite. I will say that the body types were a little different on these. And if you look at them, they were not as defined. Outside of Triple H and Batista, it seemed like Ted DiBiase and Orton were just almost too thin. Or they would be what Triple H refers to as skinny fat. As skinny fat, yes. That's what he called CM Punk. Correct. That's the way I felt about those figures. Now, Triple H and Batista were jacked out of their minds. And R-Truth had a decent, good body sculpt. But I don't know. I just felt like Orton and Ted DiBiase were just too thin. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I think they were fairly thin. Like thinner compared to, like, say, Batista or Triple H. So yes. I didn't really have too much of an issue with the body types. My favorite out of this assortment is the R-Truth. I think that's an outstanding R-Truth figure. I think it's really good as well. The uh, the white jacket on him captures R-Truth at the time. I mean, especially for only your second series of elite figures. I thought Mattel did an outstanding job with these, and that R-Truth just stands out to me. I did the eBay listings for each of these figures as of today. Today is January 7th. There are zero Ted DiBiase mint on card figures. Now I only do mint on card. I don't even bother with the loose because that gets to be too much. But there are zero mint on card Ted DiBiase figures from Elite Series 2. As well as Triple H. There are zero on eBay right now mint on card. There are a bunch of loose, but there are zero mint on card. There was one Matt Hardy with the long black jacket and that was going for $150 on eBay. Ouch. Right? There were zero Batistas as well. There was one R-Truth, and that was going for 80 bucks. And there were four Randy Orton with the gas mask gray t-shirt. There were four on eBay, ranging from $65 to $108. I guess that's not too bad considering the figures are 11 years old now. Yeah. Those dollar values, they they don't strike me as overly high. 
Yeah, I agree. The fact that the Orton is only the low end was sixty five bucks. I, that's not too bad. Yeah, from especially from what we've been seeing. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. So Scott, that rounds out the nostalgia segment with Mattel Elite Series Two. We want you guys to check out Wrestling Toy Tracker. As always, we love those guys over there, over at Wrestling Toy Tracker. They actually just showed off the Rock Bendem that's going for almost two hundred. Actually, it is going for about two hundred dollars. It was like two fifty or something. What is going on with Bendems? So, it, as I said this earlier, collectors are weird, dude. There is something that just strikes a collector and the prices go up. Now, from what Eric said on doing the favor, it could be, and actually I sent this tweet to you and Travis as well. It could be the card on the back. They consider that to be Rock's rookie card. What? I don't know, dude. I give up. That's not even really a card, though. That's that's almost like a bio thing on the back of the package. Well, that's like that game. Remember that WWF game that was going for Buku Bucks all because the Rock, fa- the excuse me, the Rock card in it. They thought that was the tr- rookie card. I don't know, dude. Oh my goodness! I Are know. we trying to make up collections here? I think so. Unbelievable. And so dude, now the Bendies are going crazy on price. Well, just the Rock one. Well, and obviously <laughs> that series what was it series fifteen with Rikishi Rock. I think Too Cool was in it. Too cool was in it. Yeah. Anyways, that series. Oh, and yeah. Taz. We, yeah, we knew that one was going bonkers, but man, The Rock, really? I don't know. Collectors are weird, dude. You just never know what's in a hit. This stimulus money, I'll tell you. I, God, you are so right about that. But, anyways, we want you to check out that Rock price on the Bendem because that's going to skew the numbers on wrestling toy tracker. So head on over to wrestlingtoytracker.com. You can find the loose card prices of LJN's Hasbro's Galoobs, just toys, Bendums, defining moments, retros, check out wrestlingtoytracker.com or on Twitter at toy underscore tracker. Scott Eagle Moss. Yes, guys, if you have a pop culture or WWE fan in your life and you're looking for the perfect gift for that someone, look no further than Eagle Moss. You can give him a follow on Twitter at hero collector underscore Check out all of the cool statues, all the cool properties under their umbrella. They have DC, they have Battlestar Galactica, they have Star Trek, and of course, WWE. And when you subscribe to their WWE statue service, you will be given a very, very cool display ring to display your WWE statues in. Again, you need a gift. Eagle Moss has it. Look them up on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. Usually I throw it back to the podcast buddies. Uh, this week, I want to throw it out to the listeners. Uh, one, we're coming up on five years. And honestly, without you guys, we wouldn't even be hitting five years. You guys have given us so much. You guys got us on the toys that made us, that whole thing that was trending on Twitter and got us on there. And you guys mean so much to us. It's a brand new year. Let's start fresh. Let's have a good year. Let's look forward to the toys that we're going to get the toys that we have gotten in the past that we're going back and collecting like rock bendums for some reason, but (laughs) let's have a good year. Be positive this year. Scott, I think we're going to round out the show right there. So for episode 260, anything else? Stay safe, stay healthy. Happy new year, everybody. Fig license 2016 and happy toy hunting and stay stimulated. Always stay stimulated. Oh, and don't forget about uh, spaying and neutering your pets, dude. 
Oh, you just took my thunder away. Oh, I'm sorry. You can edit that out. Oh, no, it's okay. Justin, spay and neuter your new cat. Stop barking out orders, dude. <laughs> Scott, anything else? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me how to live my life. I'm barking out orders over here. Scott, for episode 260, spay and neuter your pets. Hashtag fig life. Adios. <laughs> Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.